Welcome to Icky Ichabod's Weird Cinema, live from Grand Fork's best source. I am Icky, Icky, Icky Ichabod, and this is my friend, the Wizard of Weird. Say hi, Wizard. Hiya, how's it going, Grand Fork's? Oh, you, your voice sounds different. What happened? I don't know. <laughs> You're weird, Wizard. And as we say here in, in Icky Ichabod's movie mortuary... He's weird, 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 weird. So, all right, but we're going to talk about The Killing Joke tonight from 2016. It's a Batman film. I really enjoyed this film. I really enjoyed the graphic novel. So that's why I'm doing this movie today. But first, we're going to make a shout out to our friends at River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill. Make the River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill your next dinner in a movie destination and the River Mall in East Grand Forks. Either dine inside the movie memorabilia-packed restaurant The Shire, or take your meal to the movie you're attending. Some of this week's featured attractions are Chosen Se- Season 4, Bob Marley, One Love, and The Beekeeper. Find the complete showtimes online at rivercinema15.com. Don't forget about the Tuesday $5 movie special all day long, and the 550 Senior Matinee special on Wednesdays and Thursdays. The River Cinema has luxury recliners and expanded concessions that now serve adult beverages and is family-owned and operated. Sounds like a good time, doesn't it, Wizard? Yes, it does! All right, well, we're going to talk about the killing joke now. Uh, I know, you know, when you think Batman, you automatically think Joker. The anti-hero. (laughs) <laughs> there have been so many different in- incarnations of the Joker from Cesar Romero. Uh, then there was, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, Joaquin Phoenix. All sorts of people have played the Joker. Even Mark Hamill, who is Luke Skywalker for our us movie buffs out there, has done the voice of the Joker. That's who voices the Joker in The Killing Joke, correct? Exactly, exactly. Both... Uh, uh, Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy from Batman the Animated Series did the voices of respective as Ken Conroy as Batman and Mark Hamill as the Joker. Icky, can I interject something real quick? Sure. Now, I talked to a lot of people over the years. We're about, we're about the same age, or within a few years of each other. Yeah. Uh, one of my go-to rituals coming home after school from the early to late 90s was watching in syndication, on usually on Channel 10 on Fox, they had the latest episode of Batman the Animated Series on. So a lot of people in our age range grew up with Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill voicing Batman and the Joker, respectively. Would you say that was the same for you as well? Yes, it was. I, I loved Batman the Animated Series. I loved X-Men the Animated Series. I loved the Spider-Man series that was out back then. You know, just 
I, I, I didn't know what Marvel and DC were back then. I just thought, oh, these are just cool co- comics and things like that. And, and it's so cool, like you said, they brought back Conroy and Hamill to voice Batman and the Joker because they're they're they go beyond nostalgia. They're legitimately good roles, like just getting revered by critics to this day. And and DC would bring back uh, Hamill and Conroy for their big animated DC movies. So, like they brought them back for this way back in 2016, decades after the animated series wrapped up. Can I say something? Yeah, I sorry, I was going to say go go ahead and just keep rolling. I just wanted to make sure to get that context. I, I just in. wanted to say uh, uh, the Riddler, the original Riddler, Frank Gorsh, or Gorshin, or however you say his last name. He actually did a voice on Ren and Stimpy of uh, Reverend Jack Cheese, who was a, a reverend who preached the gospel of meat. Another one of your favorites? What? Another one of your favorites? Yes. So yeah. what is Batman the Killing Joke about? Batman the Killing... Well, it, start, it starts off kind of slow uh, because it, it's like building up the whole Batgirl thing and Batman being her... or. Her being Batman's partner. But Batman says in the movie, we're not equal. That's exactly what he says. And he's, he's having a romantic relationship with Bat, Batgirl in this. Um, for those of you who don't know, Batgirl is Barbara Gordon. And uh, that's Commissioner Gordon's daughter. Basically, um, the joke after she, she, she catches a bunch of mob bosses and stuff like that. But then you get to the Joker part where the Joker shoots her and paralyzes her so she can no longer be Batgirl. It's kind of like heavy duty for animated, huh? It it is heavy duty. And I didn't know this movie was rated R. I thought it was rated PG-13 when I first saw it. Yeah, it was like Warner Brothers' first R-rated animated movie. This was like breaking new ground. Yeah. Um. So, so what what happened with this? Was like you said a gunshot? Yeah, the Joker the Joker comes to her door and she sees the Joker standing outside and he shoots her and paralyzes her because it it severs her spine. There's a there's a scene where she's at the doctor and they're like pricking her feet to see if she can feel things. But, Does she stay paralyzed throughout the rest of the film? Yeah. Wow. And you you, you really don't see her much. After that scene. So that, that's like pretty much the first half of the movie, right? It is the first half of the movie. Basically the mob boss, you know, and Batgirl's fighting them. But uh, then the Joker comes in. I really, really like this origin story for the Joker that they have in this. Because there's a bunch of flashbacks where like the Joker will see something and he'll flash back. Apparently the Joker in this iteration of his, of his backstory, because the backstory changes, you know, with all the different universes of, of DC. Well, wasn't The Killing Joke, the graphic novel originally came out in 88. Like, yes. It's like you said, it's a tremendous read, right? Yeah, it is a tremendous read. And uh, Tim Burton actually said that it's probably one of his favorite comics and was one of the most inspirational for his Batman movie that came out in the late early late 80s, early 90s. Um, but the Joker in this is uh, a not very funny comedian, that's right. That's his origin story, right? That's how they, they kind of show in flashbacks and, how he started off, right? And his, he's trying to take care of his wife who is pregnant at that point in time. And so he gets involved with these criminals, part of the Red Hood gang, and they make him wear this red hood and this helmet. 
like as part of his act as part no no as part of the robbery they're, tr- they're trying uh, um, the Joker you never learn his real name but he uh, worked at a chemical plant and these people want to steal a bunch of money from the chemical plant and basically they go oh you got to wear this red hood it's kind of our signature oh it's like they're like they're like their motorcycle gang jacket kind yeah. of yeah but he can't really see in it and a shootout occurs and Batman arrives and the comi- the guy who became the Joker fell into a vat of chemicals and he gets uh, flushed out of the plant through a sewage pipe and he like t- takes off the hood and his face is the traditional Joker that you see on, on the corner there of yep. the screen. Yep. Or if you tilt your head a little bit, Icky, people can see him too right behind there he is, the Joker we know and love. But after, you know, just to say this, after uh, Barbara Gordon gets paralyzed, the Joker kidnaps Commissioner Gordon to try to make him go insane. So he puts him through all this stuff, trying to make him go insane. And there's a good little musical number in this because it's called You Go Looney or something like that. Or I Go Looney or You Go Looney or... I forget what the exact name of the song was, but it's great. It's it's funny. It's very funny. Um, Do you perhaps have a sample for us? I don't remember <laughs> it. It's like a five-minute song. I don't remember it. Uh, there was a, a quote from The Killing Joke. I, I, I was reading a book called Fight Your Own War. It's about the musical power electronics scene, and they actually had a, a quote from The Killing Joke in it, and it's like basically... Everything you ever knew was just one big dark joke or something like that. But so they talk about the Joker's origin story, but it's not just nonstop. They just kind of, they interweave it through throughout the movie, right? Yes, yes, they interweave it, and it's good. Uh, it's like the comic. The comic did that too. Like the Joker would be like looking at like a a sign or something like that, and it would go back to a portion of his origin story. Then it would go back to the present, and I liked how they paced that out. Uh, the Joker, personally, I like the Joker, and I got a psychology book on the Joker. The psychology of the Joker. It's a uh, one of those pop psychology books. So what's some of your biggest psychological uh, takeaways from the Joker that makes him stand out all these well, years later? He's a narcissist. He's psychotic. There, there, there's a, a, a quote from The Killing Joke where he goes, um, I, I'm trying to quote this correctly, but he goes, I don't take medication. It, it, it dampens the hallucinations or something like that, which I thought was funny. Because he's he's proud to be psychotic. He 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 doesn't care, you know, which is the 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 symbol of a narcissist. You just don't care. Or if you're speaking in philosophical terms, where everything is going to end anyways, it's called nihilism. So how is the Joker messing with Batman when it comes to the two of them and their in the current take in the story? Well, Batman and you know Batman doesn't want to kill. The Joker, and he's thinking that that's what's going to eventually happen is one of them is going to kill the other one. Batman doesn't want to do it. There's even a, a line at the end of the movie where he goes, I want to rehabilitate you. And the Joker goes, I'm beyond that now. Now, the title of the movie is The Killing Joke. He, he tells a joke at the end. I was going to say, it, it's built, the whole story's building up to a big joke, right? Yeah. 
And it's it's something about some lunatics escaping from an asylum and can't spoil it, right? <laughs> yeah, can't can't spoil it. But I think the payoff is pretty good. How about yourself? Well, the, the movie ends with just the Joker laughing and Batman's just standing there. There I was no, Batman was laughing too. <laughs> I think he was. He might have been. There was no actual like conclusion to it. You know, you didn't see if the Joker went back to Arkham. They left it ambiguous, right? They left it ambiguous. You know, there there could be more. There could be no more. You know, is the Joker gonna go back to Arkham willingly? Um, they actually it, it it didn't show him. It showed his arm, but it showed Harvey Dent's arm when Batman is in Arkham looking for the Joker because there was a guy that the Joker asked to play him while he escaped. Oh, was he, like, holding, like, the prison bar or something? Yeah, he's holding the prison bar, and he was trying to reach down and grab his coin, that two-headed coin that he has. So what are some other really big takeaways that made this film really stand out to you? The animation was great. Warner Brothers is, has always been really great with their animation. Um, they're, they're, like... Have you have you seen or heard of the uh, the uh, comic book where the Joker gets his like face cut off? He like dies, and someone's like wearing his face. Not familiar with that one. When did that hit? I don't remember. It was one of the newer ones, maybe about five or six years ago. Wow! So, so, like, yeah. And I remember even in in uh, Gotham. They, someone cuts off Jerome's face. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, uh, that rings a bell from the Gotham uh, live-action show from several years back. That was yeah. a great show. Yeah. I love that. I love the origin of the Joker in that story, yeah. too. I'm it, with you. He was a, a carnival, uh, the son of a carnival worker. His dad was a fortune teller. You know, it, it goes along with the whole clown circus kind of vibe. But Joker actually had a brother. There was Jeremiah and Jerome. Jerome was the original. And then he he made this gas that basically gassed Jeremiah, and Jeremiah became the new Joker. And Gosh, yeah. Oh, that, that could be another show right there, Icky. I love the show Gotham. Yeah. I, I absolutely love it. I have the first three seasons at home. Now, I have a, I have a question for you about The Killing Joke, if, yeah. I, if I recall right. I absolutely love the graphic novel. I read it before they did the animated movie. And I remember just the way the graphic novel detailed uh, the origin of the Joker is exactly how you described it. They, I thought they captured it tremendously. And I think it's pretty much like a one-for-one adaptation here in the back half of the movie. Would you say that's fair? Yes, yes, the back half of the movie. The first half was just... It's something. like an all-new side story, right? Yeah. Well, you know, in DC, you've got to realize there are different universes. Like in Marvel, there are different universes, so uh, the origin stories differ from universe to universe. Well, I thought uh, when I got the impression when I watched it, would how would you agree? How would you? I wonder what you think about it. This is how I kind of had my takeaway from it. It seemed like because the the Killing Joke graphic novel is only like the length of like two comics. It's a pretty yeah, quick read. It's so. like 60, 68, 70 pages. And the the Killing Joke feature. Uh, it's only just a little over an hour. So I, I was just under the impression they just kind of added in a new side story to kick off the first 20 minutes just to kind of pad it out to a movie length. Would you say that? Did you get that impression too? Yes. Uh, um, can I say something really Yeah, quick? I was going to ask, what did you think of the first half on its own altogether? I, I didn't like it very much. Yeah, me, me either. Yeah. Um, it was a, it's good I mean, for yeah, building, it's okay. building up suspense. But uh, they actually had uh, Robin Atkin Doans as Detective Bullock. 
Uh, Bullock kind of was uncharacteristic for this film because he uh, he wasn't Batman's enemy like he was in the animated series. Well, he wasn't his enemy, but he always wanted to arrest Batman. Whenever Batman would come to the bat signal, he'd be there and go, oh, we're going to arrest you. And Batman goes, not tonight, you're not. And so. so do you got a... Uh- Box office numbers? Uh, box office was four, four 4.4 million. That's not bad for an animated film. Yeah, off three and a half million. Uh, just a quick uh, little side note. This, you know, DC do a lot, d- does a lot of their animated movies from the last couple decades straight to video, and there was yeah. such a high buzz for this movie that it, in America it just had a one-day-only theatrical re- release. So I thought that was pretty cool. Well, you know, um, there's a lot of great... DC makes a lot of cartoons. Like there was there was Batman versus the Teen Titans, I believe. There was all sorts of stuff. Yeah, they um, do like three or four a year. Well, as you said here on the direct directed by uh, Sam Liu, also did the Death and Return of Superman, which I believe was a uh, animated film, and Superman Red Sun, which was animated. Yep, both are awesome. Yeah, he's done a ton. I looked at his IMDb. He's done like over a dozen animated DC do you, films. Do you, what do you, you know, getting off the Batman for a second, did did you like uh, Teen Titans? I think I saw that one. I think I recall liking it. Uh, like Teen Titans or Teen Titans Go? Oh, Teen something? Titans Go to the movie? No, Teen Titans Go it was a TV show on Oh, I didn't see the TV show. Network. Yeah, the Teen Titans, that, that, was, that was great stuff too, you know, from DC and... DC is pretty pretty steady with me. I like DC more than I like Marvel. But if there's any comic book that I would like more than DC, it's EEC or EC Comics, which stands for Entertaining Comics, which are basically like Tales from the Crypt and the Vault of Horror and things like that. But for superhero-wise, um, comics, I either pick DC or Image, which is Todd McFarlane's. Um, comic book company. Yeah, some great lines right there. I was always an old school Ultraverse guy until Marvel bought them and drove them to the ground. You know, we we we. I hope it comes out soon, the new Spawn movie, so we can talk about that and talk a little bit about Todd McFarlane because I, I believe we've talked about DC before mm-hmm. on the show, but I, I'd like to do more McFarlane mm-hmm. uh, stuff. Well, before you get to weird stats, Icky, you got any final thoughts about Batman the Killing Joke? Uh, do I have any? Uh, or final overall recommendation, final overall analysis? I would recommend it, especially if you're a fan of the Joker. Definitely one of the better comic book animated films, you would say? Yes. And my, my weird stats are kind of weird today, because hopefully I can read them all today. <laughs> All right, body count, uh, from what I got, was three. Uh, This actually had a sex scene in it. I didn't show him having sex, but it was insinuated. And that's Batman and Batgirl on roof. The death jitsu was one shot to head by mob, one exploding boat bomb, one Joker poison handshake. Weird stats, Batgirl um, is really... Barbara Gordon. It looks like Batgirl is a librarian, but I think she's just a, a college student at Gotham University. 
Batman and Batgirl fight. That was kind of weird, you know. Uh, Batgirl beats Fresco, who is one of the mob, mob bosses. Joker has a, what is that? I go Joker has an I Go Looney song, which I mentioned earlier. I, I love that song. I wish they would record it and put it on Vinyl? On vinyl. That would be funny. That would be absolutely hilarious and people would buy it because DC fans are rabid. So That is quite the smorgasbord of stats, Icky. I have I have a couple more, but my, my handwriting's so illegible that I I can't read it. We'll have to hook uh, you and the wizard up with a typewriter. Basically. And I've had people say I should become a doctor because my handwriting is so bad. Hey, there you go. Well, you ready to hear some words from our friends at Executive? Yes, sir. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work, and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. All right, we're back. Um, You know, if you like Batman, you like the Joker, I would check this out. Uh, It would definitely not be a movie for the young ones to watch, though, because of some some things in it, some suggestive themes. I think you turned on the music. Oh, there you go. Go ahead. Because of some suggestive themes. Um, but I would recommend it. This is this is probably one of the uh, DC straight-to-video animated movies that I would recommend. All right, and next week we're going to be doing The Right with Anthony Hopkins. I know I promised that for this week, but it's a long movie and I didn't really have time to watch it, so I decided to watch The Killing Joke instead. But next week is The Right with Anthony Hopkins. Stay weird, Grand Forks.